comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. The whole world's waking up. All the city buses swimming past. I'm happy just because I found out on. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast for season eight, episode eleven of The Walking Dead, entitled "Dead or Alive." Or, I'm your host Craig Demanda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron New Earth. Or, or dumbest <laughs> title yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon is back. Craig, yes, sir. I do believe a rose just sprang up out this pile of. Sh- <laughs> I think I think you're right, Mr. Negan. I think you're right about that. Mr. Daryl Taylor. This pile of shit was so lit last night. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Russell Latham. So what would a Mondo Walking Dead print look like? <laughs> Chrysler haven't been any, right? Yeah. It would oh, probably yeah. be a pile of shit with a rose sprung up out of it. <laughs> nice. And Mr. Jim Dietz. I'd like to offer all of our listeners a big red kiss. Thank you. Just like Negan. Just like Negan, huh? That's it. All right, guys. So we're back again. So, Chubb, you made it to the West Coast. You're on West Coast time now, right? You're over there. You're located. All right. I'm in the same time zone as Mr. Newworth. All right. That means you can still see sunlight. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's it's like dinner time. So what is your routine, West Coast guys? Do you like what is it, six o'clock over there? So you guys like what? Do you have dinner and then you do the show, or what do you do? Like I could, I could, I could lay, I could lay it all out for you right now. I wake go, up, yeah, go for it, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I wake up in my bed of Disney money. <laughs> I thought it was just a hat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It went from a hat to a bed. Okay, I yeah. knew it. Yeah. No, I put, I put, I put the hat on. Okay, uh, I, on, I know, I know I that's on. not true because I read your review of Wrinkle in Time. I get, I get. Oh, oh hey now, he's out. He's kicking him out the club. <laughs> he's out the house. <laughs> what? Hey, not all the checks clear all the time. So you gotta, you know, you gotta put things in perspective. But I get, I get on my, I get the money hat on. Gotcha. Okay. I go into various message boards and make sure I, I badmouth all DC movies all day long. Gotcha. Then I, I then I watch a thing or two. <laughs> then I, I throw some words together. Then it's, then it's like sup, it's supper time. Then, so so you I, sup? Okay, got you right. Yeah. Then, then then I plug in my gold platinum silver combo microphone into the into my my orb that I use as a computer. Nice. And get this going. That's how that's how it works. When Excellent. do you uh, talk to the photographer that follows you around? Stephen. Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon. Right. Yeah. Stephen Yoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Steve lives in the pool house. Obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he's Kato uh, Kalen, huh? He's he's your Kato. Uh, actually, that new movie is uh, the for the trailer just came out for that new movie is going to be in. Uh, um, was it sorry for bothering you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks great. Stanfield, yeah. That's good. 
It's good. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. I, I can't wait to see that movie. We're doing everything well, we can to not talk about Walking Dead. <laughs> 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 it's funny you say that. We've been, we haven't started recording until like half an hour after we got on this call. We've been talking for 30 minutes before we even started this show. It's like we're, like, we're doing everything we can not to talk about it, right? We're just going. We're and you know what? I actually like this episode. I like this one more than some of the other ones we've seen recently. All right, yeah. so let's do it. What are, what are your initial thoughts, guys? What do you think? Dead or alive or? Well, I do like this. Like I'm saying, I think there's. I think taking Rick out of it for a minute and like giving me some other perspective maybe appreciate some of the stuff that we could see. There's some problems, but I came away thinking, oh, that was actually pretty good. Negan wasn't too over the top. He was kind of right in that pocket where I like his character mm. to be. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, true, true, true. Uh, it, I mean, it wasn't the greatest episode or anything, but in comparison, especially to the first half of the season. It's it's a marked improvement. Um, I really felt that that going on a lot of the different B storylines that we've kind of wondered about and all the the one thing that really annoyed me to no end though was Tara. But other than that, mm. I uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was happy to see uh, to catch up with some of the characters we haven't seen for a while, like Dwight and, and Tara, and um, you know some of the characters that kind of been in the periphery. We were able to finally touch base with them. So. Tobin, don't forget Tobin. He had a few lines this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. how could I forget <laughs> the majesty that is Tobin? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there right now. Like I think I I specifically, and I know some of us before, as far as Father Gabriel, we've had problems with Seth Gilliam's acting when he first got on the show, and True. I think he's had a big giant uh, improvement in the season since. Oh, yeah. And giant 180 he was very this, relaxed this episode like he was very this, chill he was very you this, know. Ep- this episode particularly yeah i think he this is maybe his best time to shine as far as what it's presenting for him and i'd even i'd say the same for i i think i was alone in this but i wasn't huge on austin emilio's dwight performance and this episode's like now i really kind of get this guy like i get what's how he's playing him more mm-hmm. no even even already knowing the comics like i'm still like Okay, I actually I like how he's playing this character a lot more than I have been in the past. So I think every appearance of Gabriel this season has been the best for that character. Yeah, I think ever uh, since the end of whenever he was like going on those crazy rants in Alexandria, like after that, mm-hmm. ever since then, it's been pretty good for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had some cool stuff with the swamp walkers and stuff, too. We'll get to that when we get to that point. But those are some cool, those cool special effects. The mushroom ones. Cool. Yeah, there's some cool that stuff there, awesome. too. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's it. Daryl, you sound like you're like, uh, you know. It's, I don't uh, know. I just uh, didn't really home. feel anything. I just, I don't know. Maybe because, I don't know. Daryl's a nihilist. I don't <laughs> know. The Nazis. The nihilist. It just did I don't know. It just didn't. I, it wasn't a bad episode. It's just. Yeah, it just been... was a little bit of okay. All th- I mean, it, uh, the whole thing with Dwight, it's like, again, with this nonsense, like, you have a whole group <laughs> of people that you have to get, like, I really wanted someone to, to, to shake her and go, do you not get, we don't have time for this? Like, we have babies here. You, you oh, I agree to get with people that. With babies I agree here. with that totally. And you're sitting Tara there being... Nursing a vengeance. But you're sitting there being, like, pouty face. Like, wow, so you still here? Like, we gotta. We don't have time for that. We just did a thing right. where we messed this whole thing up. Like, we it, just did this. It amuses Does me that she Darryl, not remember it, that she was part of the governor's. I know crew that. That's the part I had a problem with. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, like you, I, you're, you're saying, Daryl, you're saying this, and you're like Tara's number one fan based on putting her yeah. episode in your top five. Like, I get her character. Like, I would say she it's made her me best mad. Moment. She really made me mad with that because mm-hmm. it's like it's almost out of character. You should for her, know right? better. Yeah. I'm fine with you wanting to kill Dwight, and I am fine with you if you even kill him after you get to the. 
hilltop. But the thing that bothered me was you were trying to get these civilians to a safe place. You don't have time to sit there and, and chase this dude and do all this stuff and pout and, and complain. No, you, 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 you got to tough up. I thought better of her. Like before this, yeah. she, I thought better of her that vengeance later, let's get the, let's get these people to a safe place. Children, like you're looking at kids crying. Right. I think, and you're I think, pouting. I think my problem my, was her delivery. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's delivery. And I think I had no real connection to her relationship with Denise. So it's just like, this yeah. isn't registering to me enough to be like, this is so such a meaningful thing that she but, needs to get revenge upon. But so I will ago, say, that's the problem. I, I, I know. Well, that's a big problem. But right. I will say, though, Tara's character has always been brash and impulsive. So it's not out of line. For she me. has. And they're the brash, the, 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 the group that she's in, Daryl. Rosita Rosita. and her, they all are that. They all are brash and all that. But you, time and place, you just screwed up. Like you just. Daryl was kind of disappointing this episode too. His reaction to Tara. Well, I wish he had just. I wish he had just said we just effed up. No, he did. But I wish he had yelled at her. We just effed up. Like five minutes. We just lost our home. Now you're trying to for not thinking. Yeah, right. Because we're not for not thinking it through. And now you want to do this. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, can somebody explain to me why they took the baby through the swamp? I don't know. I mean, couldn't they have taken the baby to Hilltop or anywhere else? I know, but they took her the most dangerous way through, you know? You think they're trying to avoid the saviors. That's the thing. But, Jim, they had the tallest guy raise it above her head. So, I mean, that's big man Tobin. And what way did Rick and Michonne go? Because they end up there at the end of the so, so mm-hmm. there was obviously Whoa, uh, Whoa, Everybody saw it. So that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> you can't hear it. <laughs> 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 Chubb is a Cylon. drunk. Rick Chubb didn't go through the swamp. And then you sped up at the end. And then was, what yeah. did I miss? <laughs> You went, you went completely like dr- slower and slower. Like you sounded like you were drunk, and then you went super fast. <laughs> you oh, did a dumbstep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was great. That was it actually was pretty great. good. Yeah. And the other thing that bothered me too was the God is going to light the way. Right? It's just too much. It was just a little. You, they they went to that much. well a little too often. No, they kept. Yeah, they, yeah, kept they would. Ju- I mean, they were just squeezing all the juice they could out of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I get it, you want the you want the uh, the preacher to have a crisis of faith again, right? So something, uh, 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 but I bet you another miracle is going to happen, and he's going to be there at the right time to do the right thing hmm. to help the group. I already know I, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I I would say it's you know it's the a plot and it's the most predictable of plots, but I still liked how it was executed. I I like I like what they're doing with it because it, it almost feels like the show knows that you know that this guy's going to die. It, but it's playing with how it presents those things. Mm-hmm. I like the oh, way yeah. they it execute Gar Carson, how they use right. the blind shot. They, I, we'll get to it, but I, I think there's the way they're presenting it to me worked better than I would have. If you put that on paper, I would be like, eh, all right. But if showing it to me, it worked for me. This is, I only, agree with you, Aaron. This is some of the most interesting stuff that we've seen Father Gabriel do. I mean, 
of yeah. all time. So my, my only qualm with this episode again, it was a longer one. It was like another seven minutes extended, I think. From yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like it didn't yeah. have to be. It felt like it was just stretched out. Like you said, we could have cut maybe one or two of those scenes with with the doc mm -hmm. and, and and Father Gabe, and you know we could have just made it more of a tighter episode than it was. It just seemed a little bloated again. That was my only real real qualm with it. It just needed to move a little faster, I think, but. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump right into it. So the, the, this episode was directed by Michael E. Satrazimus, written by Eddie Guzilian. Uh, this synopsis is courtesy, of course, uh, by Brandon Davis of ComicBook.com. And we'll see what interesting stuff Brandon had to write this week. So here we go. The episode starts with Saviors getting orders to search for an escaped Father Gabriel and Dr. Carson. I believe it was, a, what do they call it, a code orange or something, or an orange situation they called out over the radio. After they rush into the truck, uh, the Saviors which are kind of on the bridge. Daryl leads a group from under the bridge into the woods. He and Rosita seem to be taking charge. After a few steps, a walker emerges from the woods. Tara claims it, but launches it right at Dwight. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> she goes, whoops. Did that little move on him. Who is still recovering from his bullet wound. Dwight narrowly manages to take down the walker and stomp on it. Daryl orders everyone to continue moving. Daryl has a Daryl has like a what happened and Tara's like I just slipped. Elsewhere, a walker drags a chain toward Gabriel and Carson, who are sitting in their their car. They're lost, which I don't make makes sense. I guess Carson's been living at the hilltop for so long, he forgot the way to get back up there. Is that kind of what happened? Like, I yeah. Well, some people just have a bad sense of direction. I know I'd be yeah. lost all the time. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen the show? They're just walking through woods all the time. They look all the same. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, I hardly I mean, find anything. Carson's the been one he, thing... he lived there for a while. Like, you think you know how to get there, right? I mean, he's. I would not listen if. If I've been in one spot and in this forest and trees and all that crap, and then I was stuck somewhere else for like a month, I'd forget. Traveling at night, that's, there's no also, lights. There's that's no... Also, it's also presuming the sanctuary is a place that Negan lets everyone that goes there see how they got there. I mean, right. th isn't it pretty secretive about where that is? Kind I mean, of. Yeah. It, yeah, it's true. It's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Gabriel's vision is mean, blurred and yeah, they can't see it. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. The, the one thing that bothers me is like, why do they keep shutting off the car? Like, save gas, man. It's auto stop. Save gas. Yeah, but knowing how the engine noise could draw walkers. Yeah, but knowing how old these car at this point, how these cars have been basically <laughs> left unattended. Leave it. You don't know what's going on. Why would you risk shutting a car off, not yeah. being able to turn it on? Because even if you disturb the walkers, I mean. Put it in drive and hit the gas, man. Like exactly. Like I just I don't like that. Just every time I see that when they shut the car off or shut the truck off, it just it just irritates me because I'm like, you're playing with fire. Because <laughs> you know it's gonna be a hard <laughs> start, right? Rush, always, yeah, script. That's funny. So anyway, Gabriel's squinting; he really can't see, and the concern is the doctor. But Gabriel insists that look, they need to rely on their faith in, in God. He's always leading the way, and again, finally, Carson starts the car. Gabriel looks back at the walker approaching with its one leg. We see the opening credits. Did you guys like Gabriel Vision? It's pretty creepy. I thought it was actually a pretty cool effect, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The eye of the faithful. <laughs> I just... It, I thought part it of me, Part of me with this was like when the walker was clawing its way up. I Was I the only one that was thinking, dear God, if this thing reaches up through a window or something and grabs one of them, I'm going to, I'm just going to lose it. That's what I thought they were leading up to. Like he wouldn't like, be able to see it. And all of a sudden right. he'll just see like a, a hand or mouth or whatever, just pop up out of like, nowhere. There should be a rule. If you're in a parked car like that and it is shut off, at least have the window closed. So no, nothing can reach in right. and grab you. Right. That should be at right. least the, the, 
the rule, but they had it open. I guess it's hot in the summer. But it's hot. I'll, I'll yeah. say I was I was relieved when Gabriel poked his head out. It's like, oh yeah, one of these is coming at me. But also, <laughs> I, I I was also semi hoping that he would climb up on the roof and start wiping the windshield and ask for money afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Showtime. Can I check your oil? <laughs> <laughs> and it says it all in Walker. Like, <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, oh, pop right. the hood. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carson examines Gabriel behind the parked car. Gabriel insists they'll make it back to the hilltop. He hears something in the distance, which he says is almost like a bell, uh, prompting the two of them to journey through the woods toward the sound. Another That's one, right. another one-legged walker crawls toward them, kind of reminiscent of the one from yes. the first episode, right? Bicycle girl, kind of reminded me of that. That's right. The bell of hope. The bell of hope. They come upon the ocean. Which time is it? Is she, it's just, this is wrong. It says they come upon the oceanside community by accident. No, they don't. They come no, upon. No, no, no. They come upon no. a radio shack. Come on, Brandon, you're a little tired, man. Right. They come upon right. a, like a radio shack or some guy that used to live in this house with a shack with a radio set, right? And he yeah, has a ham radio. And he has his own little compound. Like he had like a perimeter set up around this house somewhat looked like and they used to ran a podcast or something yeah like. it looks like yeah, that's right, what yeah. i was thinking short yeah, like a yeah lone podcaster out in the wilderness so is that how we're gonna end it guys we'll ch- handcuff ourselves to a bed and take a bunch of pills <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends he <laughs> yeah, has, has a murder shack so i mean i don't know what we're talking about here <laughs> that's right if the show gets much worse we might have, we have to. to. <laughs> i got room in the shed for yeah, all the sh- you guys. sharpening tools man that would get us a ton of iTunes reviews. I know that. <laughs> Those guys phone. were committed to this show. <laughs> they were. So uh, we go back to Daryl and Rosita. They continue the trip through the woods. Everyone has sat down to rest from exhaustion. Again, Daryl's like, all right, give him a few minutes. Tara asks Daryl why Dwight is still breathing. Daryl stands up for him and says, not yet. Killing him. Rosita agrees. We just lost the kid, Rosita says. Let's just stop. At least we get to the hilltop. And she's right. Rosita's actually still making a lot of sense for some reason right now. She's saying, come on, just Tara, chill. We'll, we'll deal know, with him later, you know? Like, just relax. On on one side of the equation, you've gotten crazy as all get out to a point. Even he's like, you know, people are resources. Yes, we kill to make points, but people are re- resources. And then you got Tara, who has no sense whatsoever. And I'm why? Because, bitch, we need him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess we're, st- we're still supposed to feel her vengeance because of Denise, right? But the thing is, it happened almost a year and a half ago for us. Yeah. I mean, in this timeline, Plus it's it happened, happened to-, to other characters. Plus, it's all, like we've already, it feels like since we've already gone through this with other characters feeling the need to have vengeance right away. Right. Like it's like a, like it's over like it's happening to, a little too many times. It's just although you're gonna be only as good as your leader, and you got Rick every time he talks to Negan. I'm gonna kill you. That's right, baby. That's right. That's right. But, just so, so, I mean, my so job, she's just following it? example, I guess. Uh, For I call sure. Her name I Carl, mean, and I can't call him the right name anymore. Yesterday, I, I, I always <laughs> find myself going Carl. Carl. And it's like it's a habit now. I can't even stop. Wait, this is a person you work with or something? It, I have a coworker. His name is Carl. And, you, and, and how I do you address him, Carl? And I, I usually just say Carl. And one day I said Carl, but I said it in the very, it, I said it like <laughs> we say it on the show. I said, "Hey, Carl." Carl. I didn't realize I was doing it. And it 
damn podcast. Did he know what it was from? Did he Did he know, like... He didn't know what I was talking about, and that's why I didn't mean to do it. I just... It just was a habit to do it because of this damn podcast. That's so funny, actually. Craig, you're exactly right about... The, I mean, that's what I brought up, the Denise thing, where it's just like, I don't... I don't have any retained feelings for what she's supposed to be going through. That's going to make me yeah. care more about the plotting. And so it's, it's the same problem I had with Michonne last week where it's like you, you, when you underserve a character throwing mm-hmm. stuff at them, like this is not going to make me suddenly be like, Oh great. We're getting like all this great stuff about this character. Like I understand that you're, you have to kind of shuffle around which characters are going to be highlighted, but you need to have them work with something that makes relevant sense to me and not just past yeah. issues or vague references to things that we're supposed to automatically you know pick up on they because, had barely you know, moments they yeah had i mean barely, be, barely it, like a few moments the uh, previously in walking dead's not going to do it for me i'm not like it's not right. gonna it's not gonna suddenly churn up some feelings i have for something right. that happened like three seasons ago three seasons ago which in reality yeah. is only like three weeks ago though on the show and that's the problem with this right. timeline they've stretched this 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 point in time out so far that mm-hmm. just in reality, this only happened a few weeks ago, right? When Denise is dead, like, you know, then they attacked. The, all right. Then they got, all right. Yeah. Maybe like a month ago, maybe like in the, in the show's timeline. So it's like, yeah, like if they kill, like if they killed someone, we know, like they killed someone. We've spent a lot of time watching. Right. It's not like they were lovers know, and together for this whole season. They were only together like for a couple episodes, right? They finally moved in That's together it. or something. Right. And well, that like, was plus, like was t- Tara wasn't even there when she died. Right. Like, no, that so was, pro- she was out with heat. No. Right. She so was it's out, more of like, it's like a tangential right. connection of like, well, this is the guy responsible type things. Like exactly. Right. She didn't even see it. Right. So she didn't even see it down, but yeah. she knows it was him. Now, right. Like, now com- compare like that to, I was going to say, compare that to the Gabriel stuff that's also going on. What I like about that is that it's based off what we know. It's based off basic character traits about that person. I can get behind that because I don't have to think about the current continuity and how that matches up to previous continuity. It's just, no, this is a guy that celebrates that, you know, he's a man of faith versus a man of science. That's interesting to me because it's it's on its own level. It's not it, it feels that feels like a standalone episode in a show that's very much narrative driven. Versus a show that you have to go back in time to make sure you understand the narrative. It's like a well, okay. even if it was a death where she was like with her and she had to watch her get murdered, like it'd be something that constantly is like mm. you know gnawing at her right. brain. Sure, she saw that. Like that'd be even a little bit. She more can't even look this. at orange soda the same. So, but I can't. <laughs> but just that I know what they're trying to do with her, but it just doesn't feel it's like it's important. It doesn't feel but, important right now. I have more of an emotional connection to the death of uh, Look at the Flowers Girl than I do Denise. So I just, I mean, like Aaron said, there's just no really, there was never really a given about that character. Yep. At the hilltop, Maggie (laughs) observes the community as it rebuilds and fortifies. Carol, Morgan, and Henry are here now. Jared yells out from the prison to move Henry along because it's creeping people out. Considering the saviors are going to kill everyone here, Henry responds by asking, which one of you killed my brother? Oof. I, I, I forgot which one of them did kill his brother. Was it Jared? I don't even remember. I, I think it was, remember. was it? No, it was. No, no, no. It was the, or which one is, whatever. It's Jared. the dick one. It was the, it's yeah, the, it's, yes. That's Jared, the long-haired, dicky one, right? Yeah, yeah that, the dick one. Yeah, that th- one. That's Jared. So, okay. So Morgan oh, does okay. lie to him at the end. Okay. I, I, yeah, I no, because he's dead. No, Morgan says Gavin because he because he's already dead. He's already that's dead. Right? I figured it was a lie, but I just didn't remember but which one. But it happened so yeah. long ago. Again, it's like, it's like this yeah. happened, look, seriously, over a year and a half ago. It's like, come on. I just didn't <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, I would go with that just because I know enough about the Gavin. I mean, granted, I can't remember his name on a given day, but I mean, I know enough about 
that savior where it's like he doesn't kill anybody. He's trying to keep the peace in all of this, even though he's still a savior. Right. Compared to the dick guy that's been a dick ever since he met him. Like, yeah. But yeah. I, I still think they should have threw that. Like that's a two second add to dialogue to just for her to say to him, you know, maybe you know, like you shouldn't tell him. Yeah. That that, that guy is still, you know, that it's him somewhere. Just throw it in there for a second. That's all. Yeah, Don't assume make, we all remember. It's making us dig back a little bit deep there. Yeah. So Morgan orders Henry to go eat. He wants to tell him the truth, who killed Benjamin, but Carol insists that he's just a child. And again, uh, Morgan's like, he's fine. And she's like, no, he's really not fine. He's really messed up, and he hasn't even just accepted <laughs> what's going on yet. Carol tells him to take a break, and he eventually complies and goes and gets some food or whatever. It's funny to see hear Carol and say she just, he's just a child. Yeah, like, she's not that like, great with kids. She's no, like, no. <laughs> she has not had a good track record with the young. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that child is dealing with vengeance better than uh, Tara is, though. Yeah, that's a good point. He seems pretty collected, but he's not. I mean, she says he's not even dealt with it yet. I mean, who knows? It's tough for you know what a kid's going through. I mean, it's it's tough to interpret that. So at the sanctuary, Negan's lecturing Eugene on the bad day he's having, which includes the doctor and Gabriel escaping. And he uh, says, you have any idea how something like that could happen, Eugene? Eugene doesn't want to venture a guess. Negan calls Carson a weasel, like his late brother. Uh, He goes, once their asses are caught and dragged back here, and they will be, I want to get the whole story out of them. So Eugene's kind of, you know, a little nervous right there, but I guess he he handles it well, the best he can. Um, Eugene then questions what happened in Alexandria, and Negan's like, why do you even care? These people tried to blow you up. He's really getting pissed off at this point a little bit. And then Eugene's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're right. Question withdrawn. Uh, okay, never mind. I don't care. And then um, Negan simply wants to send a message to allow uh, who cooperates uh, to, to live. He says he's going to provide Eugene with a complete security detail, and he's going to be in charge of his own outpost. And that's going to be the bullet-making machine shop that we found a couple seasons ago. And all Eugene has to say is, will there be wine? And Negan goes, yes, there will be. There will be indeed, <laughs> Negan tells him. And it's funny. He's got, he, his, he's got his priorities. But he oh, gives him like a couple yeah. of girls, too. Like, he's pretty, you know, Negan's smart. He gives him his little, you know, the girls can cook the meals. Like he said, give him a massage every now and again. Like sweeten he, the pot. Yeah, sweeten, sweeten the, the deal a little bit, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised you didn't say you have your Atari with you. Like, he didn't. I was going to say, man does not live by yards of adventure. He needs somebody to wipe the sweat from his brow. His brow, yeah. right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, play two player with, you know. <laughs> two. <laughs> Elsewhere, Gabriel and Carson investigate the home that they found. Gabriel found the notepad and dusts it off to read as Carson walks in. And uh, he says, the person who lived here, they were radio operator, Gabriel tells him. Uh, it's some kind of script that he wrote. I guess he was making some broadcasts when the end of the, the world came um, uh, to plead with people how they got through it. Carson doesn't see hope, but Gabriel sees the radio as a sign of hope. Yeah. Car- Murder Car- Shed Diaries. Murder Shed <laughs> Carson investigates the bedroom and finds a body with a bag on its head, handcuffed to a bed. Uh, Damn. It, it has reanimated since dying. Okay. What was he into? That's and it was like a stuff. bunch of pill bo- pill bottles on the floor. You saw that. It was like, I know, right? That's how we end up. <laughs> that's, how, that's how this ends, guys. Right? Some sort never of drugged up, up auto-erotic asphyxiation Never, never thought it'd be this there. way for me. Yeah, why would, you Sorry, take, Mom. why would you take pills and then uh, put a bag over your head? Like, Isn't the pill supposed to... Like I said, yeah. you know, whatever. We're to make sure, or, man. He's a completionist. Yeah, it's like belt and suspenders. All right, well. Let's do what we all got to get through the day, right? We all well, I mean, I, there, might, there might be a... It might lessen the the need to kind of struggle while you're in that situation by having pills to slow you down or what have you. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. 
So Dwight debates the course of action with Tara, Daryl, and Rosita. So here we go again. Dwight says the swamp will be clear of saviors because Negan thinks it's too dangerous. So they're trying to plot their way to get to the hilltop without being caught. Rosita and Daryl are getting on board, saying that's we got to do it. That's the only way to go. That's where we're going to go. Tobin and Scott chime in, questioning why they should trust Dwight. And Dwight sticks up for himself, saying, look, he killed saviors. And he didn't just turn on them. He killed his own people. He goes, I am with you guys 100%. Negan has to go. Um, he, and he even says, one of them got away. So if they find me, Negan, Negan's putting my head on a pike. He's, he's saying, he's basically laying it all out there. Like, these are the stakes. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to help you beat Negan. And he goes, after that, well, I, I know it ends. So he basically, he, he knows it ain't going to end well for him one way or the other. I mean, oh, he even said it. He even said he even it. Said like, it. Like, he's just, he knows. But Daryl officially rules that they will try the swamps. Back at the hilltop, Maggie gets an update on the community's resources. The number doesn't include the prisoners and resources they're already running out of. Uh, the best hope is for Jesus to bring back some supplies. But long story short, Hilltop is getting getting cleaned out. Exactly. They That's what they happens have... when you bring these. Uh, I wouldn't even have brought them in and have the dilemma. Which, I don't know how they lost so much. Like, I guess maybe the Saviors wiped them out a few times. But I mean... They well, even, they can't really resupply either. Yeah, they're, that's they're the kind of kind yeah. of stuck. But I thought it was yeah. a farming type of situation. I thought they grew stuff. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, but you can't grow crops. I mean, overnight. the the yeah, yeah and the reason the recent things that happened at the hilltop where Negan and Simon sent like a flaming thing over to the hilltop. Yeah, it's I true. mean, there's all kinds of problems they've had mm -hmm. in addition to yep. everything else. The tending the fields has yeah. not exactly been the main priority, I'd imagine. So, meanwhile, Carson preps the gun left behind on the bloody. On uh, the body, uh, while Gabriel finds some medical supplies in a drawer nearby, Carson reads the labels and tells Gabriel, "Oh my God, it's amazing! They're antibiotics. The dead man beside them may have just saved their life, saved his life, essentially." Yeah. Dwight and Daryl talk about walking through the woods. Uh, Daryl admits Dwight's, Dwight's wife. Actually, that's not true. Dwight actually said this. Dwight's wife let him out, and they realize she must be out here somewhere. They finally come upon the swamps, which are filled with walkers. Dwight wants to help everyone kill the walkers, but they won't give him a weapon. Um, <laughs> Daryl and Rosita lead a charge on, on killing them. And they go in and kind of, kind of clear the way. Back at the hilltop, Maggie approaches Gregory, who's in the pen. He's trying to reason with her to get out of the prison. Uh, since you threw me in here, my behavior's been pretty good, he says. You can't just leave me in here forever. The friendly savior, which it says here, tells Maggie that Gregory's right. He mentioned Maggie killing one of them. He insists they don't have to be enemies. He wants time outside the pen for good behavior. Maggie tells him she doesn't have the resources to oblige, even if she wanted to. Oh, and by the way, I'm cutting your rations off. <laughs> Damn right. That's right. I like that. In the swamp, Rosita's caught off guard by a walker. She's going through the swamp that water. She puts it down, though, no problem. Daryl gives her that little... A little nod, you know, a little, all right, you go, girl. She and the group continue, but find themselves surrounded by walkers popping up from underwater. It was a pretty cool scene. I like it. They kind yeah, of, it was. They yeah, kind of reanimated from underwater. <laughs> you see the water, like the sound effects as they're, mm -hmm. they're emerging. It was pretty neat. That was, yeah, that was a cool, I, I dug that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid, solid, yeah. yeah it's a solid good. action sequence. It's, yeah. Swap zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Sadiq and Daryl take out a handful together and they kind of clear a path to, for the rest of them to go through. Tara sits back with the Alexandrians. Barbara and Tobin sit with Judith. Tara tosses Dwight a knife and congratulates him for volunteering to help take care of a this kind of a little herd or a little group of walkers nearby that they have to take care of. Gabriel's vision is limited, but Carson says his fever fever is broken. 
He might be facing permanent damage of his eyes. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it person's permanent damage, but Gabriel remains optimistic. I'm letting him. I'm letting him lead the way. Gabriel says he, we know who him is. I can't yeah. see it, but I can feel the look on your face. He goes. So this is like this is like he's the blind prophet now, right? He's 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 the yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I can see it, but I can feel it. He goes on to explain his faith before dropping a piggy bank on the floor. And this is kind of interesting. It was filled with car keys and a map. Carson realizes they are merely a few miles away from the hilltop at this point. This what? is like Did... one of those old Sierra-made um, video games where you just got to bunk around the room till you find the It clues. does feel like I didn't understand the logic behind putting a map and the keys in the piggy bank. Like, yeah, I, I didn't either. that either. I That's totally part of the didn't game. get that. How do you get the keys the in a piggy bank? Like that little slot. How, I mean, I guess you can well, fold the map up. It's got the rubber stopper there. at the bottom. Yeah, the rubber stopper. Oh, you yeah. can go from underneath. Okay. Yeah, he's I'm, his I'm, I'm with Russ, though. I just didn't understand the reasoning behind that. I mean, I, like, just because he's cute when he drops it and it's right there. Uh-huh. Well, and I get maybe hiding your car keys in there, but what's the purpose of hiding a map? No one I, I would do know. that. That's the point. No one yeah. would do that. It's well, just, not, it's when you have, not when you have pills laying around everywhere. You've got your right. radio. You've got all this other right. stuff. Like, it, I yeah. just, yeah. You've got but a sign outside that says, beware of traps. Like it, the, just, like, it doesn't seem like this person was being ultra secretive in general so why hide the key it does feel like a video game the best the best logic i can come up with and i agree with you guys for the most part is that if if push came to shove and he really did need to evacuate then he would have everything he needed right there in one location where it's not in it's not immediately visible to anybody that's trying to invade upon him or anything three words bug out bag yeah yeah but people look in bags (laughs) Uh, i guess I mean, piggy bank, they're like, I don't need this change. Like, you know. So Dwight takes down walkers while Tara follows him with her gun. She pesters him, leading to Dwight saying, I'm sorry about Denise. I truly am. I don't expect your forgiveness. I don't deserve it. I just wanted you to know. And Tara just points her gun at Dwight. He insists he hates the saviors and Negan. He asks what killing him will do for her. She says it will make her feel better. Okay, I guess so. She starts shooting at him, and he takes off. <laughs> I mean, was she really shooting at him? I mean, was that like just like a yeah, shoot, yeah, she was shooting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, she hit the tree, so I don't. I guess he dodged out of the way. Is that what happened? Okay. How did no, no she, one she missed? Anything? That's how. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Okay. She missed. Yeah. Point <laughs> blank range, practically, and she. But missed. it's like Daryl, you are not the one to lead that you didn't see that this would be an issue. So Dwight eventually emerges from the woods and is tired because of his wound. Tara comes out and catches him, but then a few saviors emerge and they go back into the woods for cover. Okay, okay. She she lined him up to shoot him. She catches yep. him. She finds him. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she immediately shoot him? At that like, point. Like, it, it just, again, it's just, it's more that, I, I, this isn't anything new for this show, but it's just yeah. stuff like that that I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's second guessing, Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Back to Gabriel and Carson. Journey continues. Gabriel hears something again, but can hardly see the sign. He calls for Carson to wait after seeing a sign, which is the thing that's banging and making the noise, warning people of traps. So they're heading towards the car, but he didn't realize that there's traps there. And he says, no, stop. But just as soon as he does, Carson steps on this huge like, bear trap, I guess is really what it is. Yeah. Uh, his foot ends up, and Walker's clo- you know, it's stuck, and his walkers start closing in. He shoots one, tries to hold off the others, 
This is where it's great. Gabriel reaches through the grass for the gun, stumbles upon it. He closes his eyes because he can't see and just takes a shot, killing the walker and saving Carson. Like, <laughs> Made me think of Lando and Han on Jabba's pa- floating pouncer. <laughs> Great advice. Tara and Dwight are still hiding from the little group of saviors that just emerged in the woods. Dwight pops out quickly and talks to the saviors. So now he just basically he's... He jumped out, and now he's back with them, telling them he was ambushed. Um, he asks about Laura, because that's the only one that could blow his cover at this point, but they said they haven't seen her. Dwight covers for the Alexandrian, saying, yeah, man, I just came through the swamps. There's nobody through there. Um, let's, just, let's just head back. So he basically diverted them, because they were about to go check the swamps where everyone where they were, the, our group was, and he took them away from there. So Dwight again. And then Rosita just happened to be there conveniently, too, and witnessed the whole thing. Moments later, Daryl is scolding Tara for what she did and how Dwight could have outed outed them in their plan. And again, he's yelling. And this is a, a lot for Daryl. You don't see him get this kind of loud too often. You know, he was he was definitely pissed at her, like for what she did. Because I mean, it's right. They should just kept him buttoned up and kept him as but part of the group. But even Tara, I mean, of all people, was saying, "Look, he covered for us." Calm the hell down, Daryl. Jeez. I know, but it's like he doesn't trust him so much. Because what if he flip flops again, right? I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, he's right. This is it's now an, an element of instability they didn't need right now. You know, These people named Daryl. I swear. <laughs> Daryl. Um, Tara and Rosita are now vouching for Dwight again in the midst of a rant leading to "I'm going to kill him." Daryl. Daryl sees Tobin covering Judith's ears uh-huh. and then and then stops. So again, he looks at Judith and he kind of calms down for a minute. Yeah, man. Daryl's calm is gone. I mean, well, he, he has definitely a big bone to pick with Dwight. You know that. I mean, that goes back. I know, but, like, everything is just thrown now. This is the same dude you, what, took on a, a tank with a bow and arrow or something. <laughs> like, it's, it's like he's completely. This is the like, guy that had is... that nonsense fight with Rick a couple episodes ago. That meant yeah. nothing, yeah. right? This yeah, is that this... guy. This is the new Daryl, right? He's totally a mess. He's totally a mess. Gabriel and Carson begin their journey in a car together. Well, actually, they don't because as soon as they start the car, they're suddenly surrounded by saviors, which I I'm guess are like, damn it! I know they were so close. Like they were, they were smiling. They were all, they were all giggles, right? Like, oh, here right we go. There. We're gonna, we're gonna make it. Gabriel insists. Don't worry, he's still leading the way as they get loaded into the back of a pickup truck by the saviors. Carson's claim, you know, I do see it. I do see it. And then he grabs a gun from the holster of one of the saviors before he can even get a shot off. One of the other saviors just kills him. Just shoots yeah. him. I. I I think the scene is spectacular for a number of reasons. Like so, back up because the the fact that they got caught it comes from the fact that Gabriel shot the gun that alerted them to them to begin with. It's such a cruel twist of irony that that's how that works mm-hmm. out, and I love that. I love that that's like what the, because the yeah. show the show we've talked about this a lot. This show is incredibly dark. I mean, it's an, it's a very nihilistic show, and this is an episode that really likes to hammer home that theme. I don't know why we need to repeat, reiterate it all the time, but it likes to do that, and this is a great example because you have you have this whole plot going on, and in a different and you know, like an ABC show, they'd all get away. They'd all, it'd be fine. But this, right. this, this being The Walking Dead, it's like let's not only like put emphasis on how one of these guys is gonna die. Let's make it like the worst, like make, make it the most dramatic irony out of the whole scenario. And so that's exactly what happens. He right. shoots the guy, saves his life, only to get caught because of the shot that he fired to begin with. And then it doubles down on it by like, all right, now they're caught. What else? Could, what else bad could happen? He gets immediately <laughs> shot. And it's not even like a dramatic death. It's 
I just like I cash I almost take a gun and immediately shot in the chest. There's no fanfare about it. Yeah, no, it's not it's not like damn Carl taking up, you know, an hour to die. No. It's just it's dead, like dead, right away. Done. Yeah. Right. It and it works the other level is one Negan he he foretold this at the beginning, right? Like he said, I'm going to get them back and, and bring them back. So <laughs> that happens. The other thing that I appreciated with this scene is the whole, like everything seeming to come up Millhouse in this thing, like everything, yeah. <laughs> like everything's working out. Like God is going to lead us. It's all yeah. going to be fine. And, and I was like, okay, if truly all this happens and there's no negative consequence, like, like it's great that Gabriel has faith and it's great that, that he feels like this is, this is their path and, and they've, they've gone through these things, but there has to be a consequence. And I thought, yeah. I appreciated that. And then too, it, it it's so against trope of like the good guy makes a makes a play for the gun and is able to, you know, bang, 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 shoot them all up before they have a chance to react. It's like, nope, that didn't happen this time. Dude oh, makes no. a play and gets gunned down instantly. Like this is this is something if it happened in the reverse, we'd be rolling our eyes at as a trope. And and so here it happens, and it's like, nope, it ends probably probably how it would do what how it would happen in real life. But, like this dude would make a play. And and people would react. So I I appreciated it on that that and level as well. I don't know if I've been I don't know if I've been watching the show for too long or whatever. But as soon as things started to go their way, I knew. Well, oh yeah, immediately yeah. something was going to mess up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mentioned a- that I I mentioned that I really appreciate what Seth Gillian's been doing as far as his acting, and it's when he says no and he's so teary faced yes. as he's mixed with you know him being obviously blinded, like it's just that that whole reaction physical performance what have you that's what sold it to me that's what made this plot line work for me regardless if there's maybe one too many scenes it's that you know it's seeing somebody's spirit get crushed on the show <laughs> that somehow yeah. gives me all kinds of delight because that means it's all right there i don't need you know the uh-huh. ample amounts of non-subtlety that we get always in the show just give me a good performance and that's what that is right there do you guys think that carson sacrificed himself yeah or do you think he was, I, I, he was a dumb, was just a dumb move? That's an, like, oh, it was a I dumb just, move. Like because I, I mean, at the end, purpose. I mean, by him not being there, he was huge. Um, excuse me, Gabriel was able to able to pin it on the doctor, yeah. not Eugene. I um, I thought I re- he did it like you're not gonna have a doctor anymore. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he was feeling like, I don't know. It kind of felt like they were doing it where. He did start to believe all the stuff that Gabriel was saying, mm. but his interpretation of it was, "I have the strength to kill myself." Um, to do what's you know, like it's the one thing he could do is take himself off the board, like death by cop. Like he was reaching for the gun just because right, he knew right, he'd be right. killed right away. Like is that right? Or do you I, think I, he had a chance of killing the guy right there? I, I, so I, I watched the scene three times because okay. I was I was because it, it's it happens so quickly, which is again why I like it. It's just and like, the tunnel so, vision; it's hard to see. It does, right? Yeah, it's, it doesn't it doesn't draw it out. So it's like I had I wanted to keep watching because I wanted to see I want to really like hear these words and see what they're saying. And my it's basically what, what Daryl you're saying, where I think I think it's not a matter of whether whether he was to succeed or not. I think it's just this is the action that I'm going to take, and based off this kind of understanding that Gabriel has that I'm starting to believe it, believe in, I'm going to let whatever happens happen. And so if I get killed, I get killed. I take myself off the board, like you just said. Gotcha. Or, or if I don't and I succeed, then we get away again. Okay. But it's whatever so, whatever a higher power or mm-hmm. what have you is going to take, Gabriel, what direction that's going to take me in. Gabriel convinced him of faith, and he died by it. And I th- Again, it's a nihilistic show. Got. That's what I got from it. And I think what broke Gabriel was that 
his interpretation of everything working right was that they both get away mm. and they go back to the hilltop and he Not just delivers him. the baby. Right. But the thing about faith is it doesn't always work that way. Like the whole mantra of being where you need to be at the, you know, being in the place you need to be when you need to be there. Right, the right place at the right time. I yeah. think part I, with this show and this universe, and yeah, it is nihilistic, is maybe being where he needs to be is to get to be in a certain place back at the hill, back at the, with the uh, saviors when something needs to go down. He's in a place where weapons are being made, right? And the, and the yes, and the kind of, you know, not everyone can see everything that's going on, obviously, but the world of The Walking Dead, were this to be an actual factor that the writers consider, Sadiq is right there, and he has right. medical experience. And, the, right. and so the, the the overpowers above The Walking Dead know this, and mm-hmm. so those pieces get moved around right. just but that way. <laughs> this brings me to something I've been thinking about, too. So first, a couple of things before you guys jump on me. But um, one, how long no has way. it been? No way. <laughs> how long? How long has it been since the opening of season seven? Maggie's not even showing even a little bit. Two, she doesn't have the infection anymore, um, so she's fine. I mean, yes, a doctor or a medical professional is nice, but women have been giving birth to babies for thousands of years without doctors. Well, I mean, she's not the the sole person that needs medical help. No, I I understand that, but that's what they keep using as the excuse. Oh, we need to make sure Maggie's okay. We need a doctor for Maggie. Like, she's she's that hope. Yeah, women have been giving birth to babies for thousands of years, but infant and mother mortality rates, you know, have declined <laughs> yeah. dramatically in the oh, last. Oh, I understand <laughs> that. I'm just saying, though, is is they act like it's the like that is going to be the end of the world if Maggie doesn't have a doctor there for the birth. Well, again, it's I a mean, it's a show about symbolism. The show right, rides right. heavily on that, so it's it's not a matter right. of yes, Maggie could very well have Rick and the gang help deliver her baby, but at the same time, you have a person that represents. You know the future, the future, as well as you know the the the, uh, the science and all of this. And what, I mean, what you can hell, nowadays things. you got more and more women using midwives and having those swimming pool births and all that mm-hmm. other crap right. that's going on. The doctor isn't necessary for that. How about having the doctor, you know, there for other reasons besides Maggie? Well, yeah, but it's again, Chubb, come on. It's about it's a, hope and the baby. And it's the a baby. catch-all. It's not. It's yeah, not the, yeah. the only and thing. It's and it gives them. A, and you got. You got to think too. It's a purpose, right? Like yeah, it's. It's not yeah. just about specifically Maggie. I mean, having a doctor. You know, a, a getting the doctor back away from Negan is a, is a win on many. No, plus. I'm, right. with, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying yeah. is cite those reasons. Don't always cite. We got to make sure Maggie can give birth. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but Chubbs, this is an episode that's already too long to begin with. Right. Like, I don't need more dialogue <laughs> to explain things that we can figure out on a podcast. But I think that well, was well. Hold on. I think that was Gabriel's mission. That that see, I think he rationalized. Yeah, that was his mission. Why yeah. he got caught and why he was mm-hmm. still alive and why he was in the hospital at, at the at the sanctuary was he finally realized I know why I'm here. I'm going to get mm-hmm. you out of here, and we're going to go and 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 you know and save Maggie. Right. So it's again he was believing in that in that fatalism or that divine uh, kind of you know um, guidance of things. I think that that's the way he was rationalizing his his presence. Right. But the and key purpose. is that the Walking Dead is. Is so messed up that no, just because Gabriel thinks this doesn't mean it's true. So he could have exactly. some other purpose. He could have some other purpose, but God's tr- God's not there to explain to him exactly what he needs to do. He has to figure that out himself, and it's right. just taking because the show's so damn dark. It's yeah. going to be a hard journey for him to realize what is actually that's purpose the purpose. <laughs> because that's basically what he told Rosita. 
when she didn't want to hear it, remember? Uh-huh. Like it it yeah. doesn't work the way that you think it's going to work. It doesn't always go that way. It's it's it, it could go a different way, but it's the right way it's supposed to be. He had to now he had to learn that 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 happens too on this show. Like the, the lesson you had to tell some character before you <laughs> wind up having to learn that lesson, you know, maybe, you know, three, four episodes, because five, and, then, and then you die, and then you get killed, <laughs> and then you die. And not listen to their imaginary <laughs> friends. This is why I like this episode, though, guys, because this plot line alone gives me more to discuss than anything going on with Alpha Male Rick and Alpha Male Negan. Right. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. It's like. <laughs> It's like no more. What else are you did, gonna did do you, with that? Did you guys see the preview for next week's episode? I don't want to jump ahead. No. But yeah. How awesome! I mean, it's a car chase. I, I, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it is, it's a car chase with Negan and Rick. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh right? my god! Oh, those Duke boys oh. jumping them zombies. It's again. exactly oh. what I was, and, and driving like Dodge Chargers too. It's like hilarious. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I only I will like, care if they stop it with the car about to make a jump over something. It, it, it was right there. He was ready to. <laughs> Did you see Rick's and face? Did you see his face? They need Waylon Jennings, you know, narrating. <laughs> and then you got a voiceover saying, <laughs> "By that time, Rick Duke and Daryl are about hog time." Yeah. Railroaded. <laughs> How they gonna get through this? I don't know. Actually, Craig, go to commercial. I, I think that that's the beginning of the. That's the beginning of what? Yeah, it's the beginning of the sequence of what you theorized two podcasts ago. Okay, possibly. I think, I, I think it's the beginning of that. Just a good old boy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> 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 Never mean it I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> that should just be the thing on YouTube. Just saying, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. And just you know somebody's gonna do a trailer set to that music. You they know have it. To. Okay. Oh, better now. Now with the car jumping oh. scene, that next episode, right? Oh. It's gotta be. What do you do? And please tag us in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> anyway, so the gates open at Hilltop, and Daryl walks in holding Judith, and this is kind of like, um, you don't hear slow anything. Slow motion moment. Slow-mo, yeah. Bear McCreary music creeps yeah. up, and you kind of see him as as he walks up, and Carol's real excited to see him, and he just mouths the word, the word Carl, like you can see it. He says, Carl. Carl. Yeah, yeah, it almost looks like that, right? He just says, Carl. Yeah. I, I was... Yeah. Uh, I was playing a game with myself going countdown to someone crying. Three, two, two one. one. Enid. Boom. Three, yeah. two, one. Maggie. Three, two, yeah. one. Carol. Just, like, <laughs> I thought Enid did it. The actress did a good job on selling that. That was pretty good. I yeah. know. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of, I mean, I think it, I, you know, it's being, being, being silly, but it didn't have any effect on me because I so know it was coming. Right. Yeah. And you knew that it was going to be that. It's not her fault. She did a great job, but it just was fun. I, I found myself oh, laughing because right. I'm like, I knew that that was going to be the moment she's going to have to do the I'm going to fall to my knees crying <laughs> because he's gone because I have to emphasize Carl least, is dead so yeah. that's sad right they had the music over there so it kind of you know made yeah. a little bit more artsy yeah. with that right it's a little you know but Craig, little, Craig yeah. Carl is dead it's sad right yeah yeah <laughs> Sad, I was waiting right? for a quick cut to Vader going, no! <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I wonder who's going to, to make the the uh, the whole thing of Carl died saving someone else, right? 
Well, it's funny, it's funny you say that. Right? The next, the next yeah. sentence here is, is later, Carl, yeah. Morgan, and Henry sit together. Henry asks how Carl died, and Carol says he was helping a stranger. Now, does Henry even know Carl? I don't even I know. I was waiting for it. No, I right. don't think he does. I don't think he no. does either. I don't know how he would even know who he is. No, they, okay. they, don't, they don't have a creepy kids Facebook page, so they can't really. <laughs> <laughs> the more major dots in the plot to pick on, huh? Morgan stands up and tells Henry that Gavin killed Benjamin. So he's like, all right, look, buddy, you want to know who killed your brother? Gavin did. So that's it. It's done. Put it to sleep. Yeah. And you got him. Yeah. Carol appreciates that. Carol said, I did what you told me, all right? That's right. Damn. You should be married these two already, right? They're almost like like a married couple. Yeah, I did what you said, all right? (laughs) Maggie looks out of the community. Sadiq approaches and thanks her for her hospitality. And she goes, it's not much. She insists, but... He claims, no, 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 it's everything, and you know he's really appreciative to be there. He goes, do you have a hospital here? Any any medical stuff? Um, some kind of infirmary? And she asks, why are you hurt? He says, no, I have some medical experience. He didn't even say I'm a doctor. He says, no, he's trying to play it cool. Like, I got some medical yeah. experience, which is smart. Because like you said, if you announce yourself as a doctor in this world, you're you're pretty much it's dead. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got a big target on your back. You you do. <laughs> now he said he'd been a resident, right? I don't so, know. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. He did yeah, tell Carl so, that, right? Yeah. Well, no. So that's full doctor. So he's had the full training. So more than Denise, but maybe less than the Carsons, yeah. right? Kind of in between. Yeah, he's, I would okay. think so. Yeah, well, I mean, he basically, never, he's he been never, through medical school. Right. Yeah, he, he didn't right. have a practice. He just went through the residency, but he got the white coat at one point. So he had he basically all right. So he had less medical experience than Porch Dick and the Carsons, <laughs> but more than Denise, right? Right. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah. The show has a, a great track record, by the way, now for killing off doctors. Like it's really, it's it's it's, it's really it's, it's 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 staved off the whole let's get rid of the black people thing and really moved yeah. on to the professional experts in the field of medicine. I mean, Where are the doctors? You know, God doctors... forbid there ever be a black doctor. Oh, uh, they are. They've they've all been killed already. Yeah. Even the great you see one, you just see him go. I'm a black doctor and just start running. Did yeah, they, he, gets he just bursts into flames and just <laughs> like, like just boom, gone. So he, before he dies, he goes, "Oh, f me, man!" And then just poof, he's just done. He's just done. I'll just say I'm a doctor and oh, oh wait, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I mean, did any doctor survive? Well, the, the Grady Brunch had one in the hospital, like one. But then he got into trouble one. too, didn't he? Did, didn't he? One. He, but he was evil though. He was kind of like a bad doctor. So I don't know. Yeah, he, he was in cahoots yeah. with them. Um, I'm trying to think. Woodbury didn't really have a doctor. They had they had uh, Milton, but he was like a wannabe doctor. He wasn't really a right. doctor. They called him Doc Milton. I mean, you know, <laughs> Jenner wasn't Jenner a doctor? I well, mean, not he, a, he blew himself up, so there's Jenner, Jenner right? Jenner was killing himself before he even opened the damn doors. I mean, so <laughs> At Eugene's outposts, we see him crafting bullets. This is actually a pretty cool scene. Frankie approaches to congratulate him, but he insists she wear gloves and safety gear, as it says on the little sign on the uh, yeah. on one of the one of the pieces of equipment. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. And then Eugene orders some food for his men. Like she's basically trying to like just I don't know. Be nice to him. Well, she, we, tried, to, to him, she you know. tried to be really sweet on him. Like, I'll be your girl. I think right. the implication was, I'll be your girl. I'll be your number one girl or whatever. And but he doesn't care about that too much. Isn't she a Negan wife? Like, you can't touch the Negan wives, can you? Like, you can't. Like, isn't that like a big. Uh, well, I, I, got got the impression, I got the impression Negan gave her or I told he, her to make him feel you know, okay. But whatever, you can't cross whatever. the line, though. You can only go so far. But you can't cross the line. Okay, right. And so like... <laughs> his whole, res- and, and Eugene's response being, 
I mean, he's smarter than than most of the you know the alpha male idiots that they've shown on the Savior <laughs> side. Because some of them would be like, oh, "I'll have sex with her anyway." Yeah. You know, like, but Eugene is thinking, <laughs> "Get the iron. Get away from me, girl." Like he she he always has that kind of wall with with them. Like you ain't getting me killed, right? Right. Is she, so, is she one of the ones that had him like make the death? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, pump so the brakes, like, red. Pump like, the brakes, red, or something like that. Like, that to her. Yeah, that's why he's like, don't even come here with that nonsense. Like, you ain't get me killed. I don't want no part of it. Make my food, bring my, bring my staff, my breakfast. Wipe know, my brow. Breakfast. <laughs> Wipe my brow, and that's all you can do for me. That's it. That's all I want. Oh, I wrote so that good. brow line down because that was pretty funny. It's yeah, great. It was. And he even points to an was. area off camera. I designate this area as the cafeteria. Like he's he's, right. he's delusional. Right. He's like you know he's like he's, he's oh, he's totally. Well, he was the kid. I mean, you know, he's a bully nerd. Like, I, I wonder who wrote that stuff. Like, I was a bully nerd in school, and now I get to write, you know, the nerd gets to, to have power now. <laughs> the power well, now. Well, yeah, he can give him a whole, like, a squat hit, you know, a, a, yeah, an, out, yeah. an outpost of his own to command it. By the so way, we talked... We talked over that scene. I do like that scene of Neek and and, and uh, Dwight or Eugene, sorry Eugene together. Well, that comes um, up right, right after this. I mean, yeah, Neek, no, Neek, no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, before, no, like, before, like that. before that. Yeah, oh, like, I got you. I mean, in, in, the, in the conference room. room. Okay, yeah. And yeah. like Chubbs, you already mentioned this. Where like Negan is the exact type of Negan that I like. He's in. He's yep. playing up his kind of the character he plays, but it's it's dialed down enough where I can get what he's trying to do without you know feeling uh, yeah. like it's being over or whatnot and i like the shot like there's the shot of him where it's him and lucille's in the foreground yeah, it's a very cool shot and so it really it, it actually made me feel imposed by him for the first time in a while because i don't find jeffrey D. morgan all that intimidating as negan so it's like okay this is actually pretty effective little pig let me in <laughs> so then negan busts into the room with gabriel who is covering for eugene and says well we finally found out what happened and then gabriel said yep it was the doctor so Eugene's off the hook, and he realizes that. Um, however, Negan says, you can use him. He can't see that much, but maybe you can use him to sort out these bullets or something. And uh, ne- Eugene gives Negan the bad news that you know, they've just begun. They really haven't produced all that many yet. They're trying, but you know it takes a while. And However, the ones he did produce, the bullets are good quality, but he just doesn't really have that many made. And Negan's kind of pissed. He's starting to get that look on his face like yeah, he reminds him that you still have to fear me a little bit i think he was starting to get a little bit too much you know he's yeah. starting to feel himself a little bit too much and so, when he when he gave him that answer he, he kind of gave him that look and then, and then he comes up with this out of the blue he goes well we can do these medieval style catapults so we can take the guts and the heads and the arms and then and we can we can launch him over to the hilltop and blah, blah. i mean it's kind of yeah. like this crazy idea that he just been sitting on this whole time and he mm-hmm. gave it to Negan. Negan sits there and goes, well, I, you, you guys said at the beginning of the show, I do believe a rose just sprang up out of that pile of crap. Negan yeah. tells him. I don't think that's quite the quote. Well, I, I was trying to save yeah. one more bleep. I got 15 bleeps already, so I was trying to, I was trying to save myself a little work if I can. Oh, man. Try podcasting with Chris Who crap A rose by <laughs> any other name is smelled just okay. as sweet. Thank it's you. all the same thing. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> Negan exits. The one that ain't edited, right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Negan exits. Eugene heads over to Gabriel. Gabriel's broken. Eugene orders him, just look, just just go get to work. Go get sorting these bullets. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, so, I guess they have an understanding, those two. Maggie approaches her prisoners again. Um, 
She says she agrees to bring them out in pairs and work and exercise, etc. If necessary, medical attention. Gregory suggests evacuating the hilltop because, look, the saviors are coming. They got the numbers. Let's just get out of here. Let's just run in the woods. <laughs> Maggie's, and he goes, they can't win. And Maggie's like, no, you're wrong. We can't lose. That's just, right. Didn't you see that slow motion montage? That's, can't lose. <laughs> and just as someone calls out, hey, open the gates. It's Rick. Yeah. Now, we don't see him. We just kind of like know he's there, right? He's, he's coming. He's, he's still yelling about Carl. Now, now, Chubb, you had the question earlier, but you kind of broke up a little bit when you were saying it. How did Rick and Michonne get up if all the, you know, the exits, I'm sorry, the entryways or the pathways to the hilltop are blocked, right, or where they're covered? They did they magic. Twi- take, hmm? they take the mushroom swamp zombie fill and way up there so right they did how they get there yeah that's a good point i, I mean I, they're rick and michonne that's all you have to yeah, know that's exactly it. i mean that's basically what they're saying probably we'll find I a way so. we found a I, way I, I i hope they took a helicopter <laughs> right we went, that be something? We went to the heapsters who borrowed the helicopter they're pretty funny if rick could fly a helicopter tell we uh, of course he can. he's in the sheriff right that's what the hell of course yeah. he could. him yeah, and darrell in the helicopter it's it, part it, of the training him and shane right yeah. that's what they used to do they used to fly yeah. him around right why not why not so back at the sanctuary, Negan has rounded up his soldiers for a demonstration. So again, he's he's charged up by Eugene's miraculous idea to use zombie guts and whatever to make their weapons more effective. He's going to cover all their weapons in Walker guts to ensure a single blow will kill anyone. Um, instead, of even just a scratch will will we'll kill them. They'll be done. Everyone will then fall in line with the plans, whether they're dead, alive, or some in between. Yeah, isn't that it? Now, I know this has been brought up before, but and I get the whole like smashing in a wound with the guts and whatnot. But this whole the guts make people sick thing, there's got to be some consistent consistency in this Walking Dead world because on Fear the Walking Dead, you got Nick bathing in that stuff day and night and walking through zombies and he is fit as a fiddle yeah that's, I mean, so, that's the problem and this whole thing with the gabriel too what what the hell is wrong mm-hmm. with him now they tried to explain that on the talking dead a little bit uh, gail and Heard was on uh, no it was her no it was the other one what's her name um the blonde denise. one denise Huth. excuse uh. me she was on there and she's trying to explain like well you know negan kind of said it like you guys were telling me this negan said people get sick from this and it's like all right whatever so it's so apparently you can get sick if it gets in your eyeballs or if it gets in some orifices, you can get sick and not die, but you can get sick. Like it's like some How kind of sepsis. How many times has Rick or any yeah, of the yeah. other people had brains splashed into their open mouth face? Yeah, as they're stabbing somebody... one. Right, yeah, and it goes into their face. Right, exactly. 100% so right. Her, um, her explanation did not hold water with me. They're it's playing like... fast and loose with it. It's, 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 I don't like that. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. I, it's... It's not a, honestly. It's just not much of a concern of mine. It's a, it's the kind it's it's the kind of thing where I'm like I have to chalk it up to it being a fantasy world that where zombies exist because I, I there you can talk about zombie guts getting all over them and it does but they they are fairly careful about them like have like getting like directly into their mouths or directly into their eyeballs or any other like they you'll show it on them. Or whatever, but I've never really seen it being like overtly inside of them after the fact, which is just I'm just going with it. Right, honestly, so, so you're <laughs> saying no one has got it in, into right. their and, and everybody in the Walking Dead world no, has no has, 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 has non porous skin. I'm fine with that, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I love fine this. with that. It's just they no, need no. to go one direction and keep it one direction. Oh, it's 
I like that group. One Direction. One Direction. With the kids. He'll get fast as the engine. It's not something I think about. They need to have positions. No. Listen, they had the conversation in the trailer when basically he said some people get sick, some people don't. Yeah. Right. That's it. That, which again, was the first, that's the like first we heard our... of it, though. That was the first. Mm-hmm. That was a, we never yeah. heard of that that becoming a side effect of the guts being poor on them it's, until Negan said right. something, and then of course right. when he said something, one of the two people got sick. It was it was actually exactly. So that exactly. I mean, it's, it's it's a little strange, and it's not a it's not a what do you call it? It's not the uh, like if you get bitten, you get the virus, right? This is like a uh, or whatever you get the bacteria. This is a version where it kind of may kill you or may not. You know, it's like it's like you know what I'm saying. Like if you get, if you well, get I mean, bit, you're you're done, right? That's the it. Logic of, the logic of getting covered in guts and maybe you get sick. I mean, that feels like that applies to any kind of reality as well. Right. I mean, you put a bunch of pig guts yeah. on somebody, somebody sure. might get sick. And that's and what she was saying. Won't. That's exactly what the Hooth was saying. She goes, "Well, right. what if you put like feces on you or something and you cover yourself like, up yeah, with it? Some, like, people, he, some people get sick, some don't. Right? It happens. That's like, what she was saying. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Like the flu. It's like I'd honestly, I'd have more concern if this was like the first zombie thing I've seen. But I love. Sorry, Craig. I love zombies. <laughs> I love zombie movies. Like it's not my first rodeo with how zombies work, so I'm not gonna really concern myself with the latest version of the logic here. It's right. just like, all right, like, yeah. Well, at least the antibiotics will save him, right? So at least he's he's gonna live now. At least for this time being, it seems like he got He'll treatment. Be blind, but yeah, he may, maybe if it's yeah, they say it's irreversible, right? I, I wouldn't that, wouldn't that make Gabriel that much cooler, though, if he was a blind swordsman <laughs> in the Walking Dead universe? Book of Eli, huh? <laughs> be the, be the of the, of the yeah. Dead world. Yeah, Gadoichi. Oh, if he says, like, become if, the Matt Murdock of the Walking if Dead. If the music comes, the Rogue One music starts to play, and the fight starts, and he's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. must, no, I'm one with my faith, the faith is with me. Right. <laughs> we, we must reach the catapult in time, right? Well, we can't get to the other side. It's like that's you great. Know, I can see that happening. I can see him getting that moment. Like I can see that you know happening before Gabriel dies. You know that Negan Negan walks up, take this man to the sanctuary. They put a blindfold over him. Are you blind. <laughs> that's pretty good. So yeah. All right. So before we get to our Buster ratings, quick word from our sponsor. I'm all over it, dude. Thank you. Our uh, our sponsor, as always, is DCBService.com and their sister site, uh, InStockTrades.com. I always like to try to spotlight something that our Walking Dead listeners might be interested in. A new item they have up right now for 50% off is the Walking Dead Rick Grimes Adult Coloring Book. Uh, it's some of Rick's greatest moments from the comic blown up. And it, because the comic is originally in black and white, it's the original Charlie Adler art. And if you know, even if you aren't a fan of the comic, I mean, if you, even if you don't read the comic, this is a cool, fun thing. And you know, adult coloring books are really popular right now. They're a good way to unwind and relax. It's they have nice. that right now for uh, for half off, fifty percent off, only seven fifty right now with a fourteen ninety nine cover price. But they don't only have Walking Dead stuff at uh, DCB Service. Oh no, they have collectibles. They have action figures. They have clothing. They also have role playing games. Something I didn't mention last week. Um, they're about to come out with a new update for Pathfinder. If you're into the role-playing games, you can order that from InStockTrades or DCBService.com uh, as well. Um, you will find great prices there, 30 40 50 sometimes 60% off. They always have stuff on clearance. They have damaged stuff that's even marked down even further. If you don't mind a few dings and dents in your books, if you want to get into the comics, there are a lot of ways to do that. Trade paperbacks, hardcovers, compendiums, single issues, 
all available at InStockTrades.com and all available at a great price. And you're dealing with real people who will take care of you if there is a problem, as opposed to giant faceless billionaire corporations uh, that shall remain nameless, <clears throat> Amazon. But um, uh, if you have a geeky person that you're shopping for and you want to buy a present for, their, uh, for uh, their a lot of birthdays, and I know the spring holidays are coming up, uh, they got you covered. Uh, some other cool things I've seen on the site right now, they're coming out with some uh, Jurassic Park Funko Pops. I know Funko Pops are very popular. Yep, yep, yep. You got D uh, Dr. Malcolm, uh, Jeff Goldblum himself, <laughs> immortalized as a Funko Pop. Uh, that's pretty I want fun. that one. I want the the Wayne Knight one. We, we have, is there that one? Is there one of those? <laughs> uh, so far, I see Richard Attenborough's character and okay. uh, and uh, um, Jeff Goldblum's character. <laughs> but uh, if there are, um, they they have all kinds of fun stuff that you can check out there. Uh, again, marked down a great great price. I might get this Run Berry Run T-shirt. I'm a big fan of the Flash TV show, um, and it's done like a Run DMC logo. <laughs> run Berry Run. Is that like the um, '90s Flash or the current one? Like which one would that work for? Both, right? I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, right? they're okay. both Barry Allen. Yeah, uh, they have 50% off on all DC and Marvel uh, hardcovers and trade paperbacks right now. Um, if, if you are into comics, and again, if you're not, they have statues, action figures, uh, clothing, collectibles, gaming stuff, all kinds of stuff. Great prices, great people to work for, great service. Uh, check it out, dcbservice.com or their sister site, instocktrades.com. And you're bound to find something that suits your fancy at a great price. And people that are, are friendly to work to work with, great customer service as well. And we thank them for being our sponsor of these, uh, what, six long years now. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jim, for covering that. All right, guys. Let's get into our Buster ratings. Aaron, start with you, buddy. Uh, Craig, I just realized we... Uh, yeah, we I know. Segment. I know. We, we, we did skip. Uh, do you want me to do that now, or do you want to do our Buster ratings and then come back to it? How would you like to do that? We should do it now, just because I gotta go okay. soon. <laughs> so actually, we before, missed the most important part of the show. I'm sorry, I was so engrossed with this whole thing, you know. Uh, hashtag you know, live moss. Hashtag live moss it escaped me. Actually, it was interesting. It was kind of a time jump this week, but I, I won't spoil it, guys. Uh, before we go any further, let's hold off on the busters. We have the most riveting part of the podcast to go. Aaron, would you please cover this week's installment of hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell Live Moss? Yeah, this was a this is a wild new episode because we've been we've been so familiar with the claimers at this point holding on to machete. It's been a nice three episode arc for them, um, but things have uh, taken a bit of a change as the red machete is now in position of a new guy who, who he's takes a savior. The he's a savior, right? He's, yeah, he's a, okay. he's a savior. He takes he takes said machete. Is he a savior? Yes, because that... if you watch, all right, I'm gonna go jump in. Yeah, no, yeah, just say yeah. Did, did say, you see yeah. that that cartoon thing I was talking about? That anime thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it sh it basically skips over. From when the claimers had it, you see kind of an animated version of when Rick had it, and then you see the the saviors take all the Rick's weapons, and this was part of it. Like, so the saviors now have Rick machete, Rick's machete when yeah, they cleaned so out the armory, right? So this is now where we are. A savior's opening that box, giving yeah, it to so, exactly. And so yeah, the guy take, the savior takes a machete. Um, we get a, and this is how it really tipped me off because there's a montage of him having it and doing stuff, including eating a big uh, cup of spaghettios. Uh, <laughs> So he's eating said spaghettios with machete. Then we get another scene of him running with the machete, and he's running and he's running. And then he gets shot all of a sudden. And then it ends. It was a, it was a, it was a, it's a tight ending to another episode of uh, The Walking Dead. Hashtag machete wow. presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag with Moss. But wow. again, if you didn't watch the YouTube 
which is, which is the only place I could watch it. AMC supposedly has it, but doesn't play that well on their website. If you watch on YouTube on the AMC channel, right, they have all this out there. If you didn't see that cartoon montage, that anime montage, you wouldn't know that we went from the claimers all the way now to the saviors. You wouldn't know who this guy was, right? So, Yeah, it's not the best for people that are only casually watching. Right. Walking Dead, hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Moss. But, you know, those the ones that are really following it, I mean, this is all up their alley. So if you want to see the whole thing, at least, and it's not really spoiling anything because they are publishing them week after week. You can go to, the, like I said, YouTube, check out the AMC channel, and just type in hashtag Red Machete, and they're all right there. And you can see that little that anime montage, which is actually a pretty cool little montage, I have to say. It's actually pretty entertaining. It shows you know them in Alexandria, and you see even the part where, you know, Negan comes up and he's banging on the, on the door, and it kind of goes through quickly what happened to that thing ever since rick had it and uh i missed neat. that i just saw what was on the commercial right screen. that's the so. thing you have to go and actually research this and so which is strange with the way they did the time jump like this i don't know why they would <laughs> they would do that but it's still very riveting so listen thank you it's Aaron. foreshadowing for the time jump we're going to get at the end of the season <laughs> who knows who knows all right so aaron your buster rating please um you know i was I was at like three and a half like I was last week because I liked last week's episode well enough. But, you know, the conversation we had just based off the Gabriel stuff alone, I think, puts it up to four busters, which is, you know, a nice change of pace from a show that has been underwhelming in recent weeks. I, I like the material it gave me to think about um, as I was watching it and after I was watching it for a change, which I don't get as much these days because it's a lot of visceral <laughs> action that's followed up by very little. So, yeah, no, I'm at four busters. I like this episode. Excellent. Chubb? Well, I agree that uh, this episode was definitely whelming. It, uh, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, I guess it was great in comparison, like I said at the beginning of the show, to the first half of the season. I did like the Gabriel stuff a lot. Um, I mean, for the most part, I liked pretty much the whole episode with the exception. I just felt Tara was a little bit overboard or maybe like what Aaron said earlier. It's just, we didn't care enough about what happened to Denise to where we're feeling the rage that she has. Um, I just, I, I really got kind of sick of her attitude and her character this episode, but overall I, I was at three and a half as well, but I agree with what Aaron said and I'll go with four busters as well. Nice. I like that. I like that. Daryl? Um, I would, I get, like, it wasn't the greatest episode, but I didn't, I mean, little things here and there irked me, but I guess talking about it, I like it a little better than I did. So I'd, I'd probably give it three out of five. All right. Mr. Latham. I'll give it three and a half. Uh, I, I think that some of the terror stuff, and again, not her motivation necessarily, but just her delivery really kind of kind of bothered me it, it just i don't know maybe she just needs better direction or, or something because i've seen where she she can do like her shtick very like and it comes across well and this episode it just didn't come too well and just that whole chase in the in the forest thing i don't know that just that just kind of drug it down for me a little bit and then i have serious reservations about the whole I'm going to use the guts to make everybody sick, uh, or, or or that's the key to defeating them. Not like blowing them up or shooting them or you know sending a horde upon them. It's it's whatever this plan is. So I, I, I'm kind of reserving judgment a little bit to see how it's executed, but I'm curious to see what this is all about. Okay, Mr. Dietz. 
didn't didn't love it, didn't hate it. I like some of the things. I like the Gabriel stuff and the, the Dr. Carson stuff. Some of the Tara stuff kind of annoyed me. I mean, we forget. I think she forgets that you know she worked for. She was you know part of the governor's crew, and they accepted her. And now she's turning around and kind of yeah, that's... you know rejecting Dwight. That kind of <laughs> didn't sit real well with me. But uh, you know, like I said, it was it was uh, it was it was fine. You know, I, Chubb put it better. What best? It wasn't over underwhelming. It was just whelming. Uh, I give it a three point five. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I kind of leaning towards a three, three and a half. I'll say three and a half because, I mean, there are. I was at a three, but you, I, it's, you guys did definitely talk me up to it a little bit. It was better than I guess I thought it was, um, but it was a little too long. I'll say that. I think uh, they didn't need to add the extra two segments or one segment to make it, you know, one hour and seven minutes long. They could have just kind of kept it a normal length. Um, the Tara thing was definitely out of character for her. I mean, I understand where she's trying to get her motivation. She's psyching herself up to say, like, you know, my you killed my lover. I'm going to kill you. But it just, again, it happened so long ago for uh, for the audience. And they weren't even together for all that long. Let's be honest. They were only living together for, like, <coughs> excuse me choking over here um they only living together for like a couple episodes and god knows how long that really was in time so i mean you know it just like i said her motivation seems a little bit off or a little bit over the top i'll say it's, it's not i can see where she's angry but not that angry like it's just too much um she should be like i think you're right she's better off tara's better when she's her witty kind of funny self and, and you know with the snarky remarks that's when she's at her best this mm-hmm. kind of forced anger is just not suiting her very well um daryl was daryl fine with that I, I like what i like what dwight's been doing not just today but i mean way back i kind of got his character a little while ago i definitely understood what they're doing with him and i like it he's definitely carrying it well you know rosita's actually making a lot of sense lately which i don't know what to make of that but i mean she's uh, she's gonna die soon that's what that means i yes. guess so I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if she has a monologue next episode we'll know well no because yeah. she's actually making the most sense right now she's actually level-headed mm-hmm. she's cool right now she's you know she's just she's pretty good i mean she's lethal and you know, so I'm liking where the characters are. They're definitely getting somewhere. I'm really psyched up about next week, though, man. I just see that that car chase. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm waiting for. So uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three point five, and that was elevated through our conversation. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Uh, you can go ahead and join if you're not a part of it. You should. It's Facebook.com. Uh, do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. Hit join group. We get you in, and you can leave your very own Buster ratings for the Walking Dead or Toby ratings for that other show called Fear the Walking Dead. All the cool kids have joined the group. Yes, they have. And you get to hear your Busters or Tobys read by the one and only Mr. Jim Dietz. Jim, would you take it away? I also wanted to mention that uh, Aaron uh, from our show does a review every week of every episode of The Walking Dead. He goes a little more in-depth and you can check out links to those reviews right on the Facebook page. It links to uh, WeLiveEntertainment.com where those reviews are uh, kept online. Also, uh, we got a a note this week from one of our listeners who wanted to remain anonymous that said that they were hearing a lot of uh, phone noises during our show, like, uh, you know, um, notification rings and things like that. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what that is? uh, Actually, I'll be honest, you're hearing the Skype noise, actually. We... um I have to see if I can disable that. Like, if we instant message each other, which happens sometimes, we did it a few times last week. It's you're not hearing it through the microphone. It's actually because we use Skype and we're recording off of that. You're hearing like the <gasps> Skype noise. So, I'll see if I can disable that. I don't know if I can, you can. Uh, on my end. You, can. you can't, right? Yep. That's cool. No, I just want, I just wanted to let, let them know that we got the message. Yeah, and we we mute our phones. Like you don't hear. It. I mean, I don't know. We don't. 
I mean, mine's on vibrate right now, so I don't. It's not you're not hearing it from our phones. You're hearing it from Skype making the sound effects that Skype does, and we we try to limit that. Yeah, so sorry about that if it's annoying to no, you guys. Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention that because we did get the the message. Uh, but as always, we had a great great group of listeners uh, writing in with their Buster ratings, and we're gonna start off this week with uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington. Yeah, baby. Uh, not going to have a chance to watch the episode till Tuesday as I'm going to watch Stoke City play, but we can't have a week without Jim saying my name. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. And he chimed in later that uh, his team lost. He chimed in later that his team lost and he wish he'd stayed home and watch Walking Dead instead. <laughs> uh, Brent Jones, two well, maybe next week will be betters out of five from uh, Brent. Uh, Dwight rejoining the Saviors and leading them away and seeing Daryl as a leader were the only interesting parts, in my opinion. There were solid bits of story. Uh, Morgan convincing the kid he got his revenge. Eugene being on bullet duty and Hilltop running out of supplies are important. But it doesn't, didn't make up for the drugged out Gabriel story. Uh, Negan has super white teeth for being two years into a zombie apocalypse. It's and all the fluoride in that sanctuary water. <laughs> he does say he hates to be negative. I still love the show and I'm fully in for this duration, but they've really drugged this war out for too long. Uh, Dre Irvin writes in 3.5 per- perfectly decent episodes. I'm currently fighting the flu and we'll have a better review next week. I would have like the end scenes to be a little more powerful. I just didn't feel it. Next week's episode does look intriguing though. Feel better, Dre. Uh, yeah, get better, Dre, for sure. Get a lot of fluids and a lot of rest. Yes. Uh, Mike Jones writes in 3.5 Dodge trucks out of five. Brought to you by Dodge. Mm. Li- yeah, baby. Live, Ram. Live, live Ram. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of Dodge trucks on this show. Yeah, baby. Uh, it used to be Hyundai, right? Yeah, yeah it's uh, funny. Hyundai. It used to be the Hyundai. Like I said, they must have lost that uh, that placement. Now it's a lot of Dodge. Although the, the governor drove a Dodge, though. It's going back to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, they, they've, been, they've been playing with Dodge trucks for a while now. Yeah. Uh, best episode in a long time. Enjoyed seeing the Bullet Factory and the nod to Walker Guts covered weapons coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Susan Monk, 2.6 steps closer to war out of five. <laughs> I was practically giddy over Negan's new zombified weapons from the comic. That was the only thing that made me happy about this episode. Sigh. Uh, Chris Pierce, meh, three out of five Father Gabriel gospel tracks. Hey, Gimple, we have all seen the movie Book of Eli. This was a crappy <laughs> ripoff. I'm afraid, I'm afraid there's going to be a documentary called A Gimple in Time about how you screwed up this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've already Zing. been there, done that. We've, we've talked that one to death. <laughs> Hosted by Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Michael Santana, 2.5 zombie gimmick of the weeks out of five. Swamp zombies, that's something we haven't done yet. A slow filler episode that just kept dragging. Dr. Carson 2.0 got T-Dog. Yes, he did. They have, they have Sadiq now. Just a mat episode for me. Thanks for all the work you guys put in. Look forward to this every week. Well, thanks, thank Michael. you, Michael. Yeah, thanks. And we do it all for you. Yes. Uh, Mary Chuck Pecky wrote in the three traditional busters out of five. Better than what I expected given the last two episodes. Although I don't feel like I have any connection to the characters anymore, I was surprised to find myself rooting for Dwight and Gabriel. Glad Gabriel knew better than to throw Eugene under the bat. Uh, and we didn't have Rick promising to kill Negan again and again. That's always a good thing. Give it a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol, she wrote in a very middling episode. I had low expectations, so I actually came away okay with the show. Wanted a longer set piece with the Swamp Walkers. The racking focus between Carol and Maggie just made me realize that those characters haven't interacted since season six. I know, right? 
Uh, what do you guys think about them retconning the whole zombie ghost infection thing? As a comic reader, I know where they're going with this, but the show hasn't been consistent with this rule. We've seen Abe and Rick and zombie goo all over themselves when they had open wounds, but they never got sick. Mm-hmm. Negan said something about how uh, Virginian walkers are different, right? Lame. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Rob Cook, another 3.5 zombie guts enhanced Lucille out of 5. <laughs> uh, great to see a nod to the comics with the zombie juice weaponized bat. The Dr. Carson death was quick and brutal, and I found myself quite rooting for his and Gabriel's story arc this week, which was a surprise. The Swamp Zombies were a nice touch, but are the rest of the Hilltoppers and Alexandrians too useless to help in any way, just sitting there waiting to be saved again? Uh, Johnny Storer wrote in, Two, the writers don't know what to do with some characters, but know not to have a zombie pull someone down in the swamp water out of five. <laughs> And you get the, the, the longest buster so far. <laughs> um, Tara is the most annoying character in the show. She doesn't like white, but they're the same story arc. Uh, yes, more than Gabriel. Uh, the last thing you tell people is you're a doctor in this world because you will die <laughs> quick when another one shows up. That's right. Also, if all the roads were covered to the hilltop, how the hell did Rick get there at the end? That's right. Hopefully, the next one picks up a ton. Because I'm Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. That's why. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Gail Tidwell wrote in, 2.5 Terra inept murder attempts out of 5. Uh, one of the most pointless episodes ever, Terra threatening Dwight for the 874th time. Uh, Father Gabe and the latest late Dr. Carson running around in circles before getting recaptured. Dr. Carson pulling a dumb move and getting himself killed for no good reason. Terra is working my nerves. Can't we just get to Hilltop and then kill Dwight? Jeez. Wow. chilly in here. I know. Uh, <laughs> Negan really isn't bright, is he? Moet has been playing him ever since he got to the sanctuary. <laughs> now, was it really the 874th time? I don't know. Go back and count. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and count, but you can if you want. Uh, David Bue is my favorite one. Four great green gobs of greasy, grimy walker guts <laughs> out of eight five busters. Wow. Uh, this one really got the bat rolling for me with the show more than twice, getting me good with the near-death experiences, like when the good father showed up with Negan to see Eugene. I'd need more of this type of episode. All right. And uh, please, if you would like to uh, let us know what you think about each episode, then by all means, join the Facebook group, the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group, on the Facebook, oddly enough since it is a Facebook group. And again, like I said, Aaron's reviews are linked there every week. Uh, we have fun memes and uh, discussions and uh, questions for one another and all kinds of good stuff, so definitely check that out. Uh, Rich actually posted an interesting uh, uh, Q&A session with uh, Robert Kirkman uh, from YouTube that's on there right now, so you might want to check that out. And there was also a um, um, uh, Denai Guerra, uh, Guerrera and uh, Reese Witherspoon speaking at International Women's Day at the U.N., Pretty cool. Uh, that that was on there too. So, uh, black, uh, black Black Panthers denied Guerrero. Not <laughs> not The Walking Dead. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. You know the the more recent interviews I see or read with Robert Kirkman, the more I'm convinced he's not very involved with the show as much anymore. And we were talking about that. Remember, we were speculating. Like, I think he, he says he's involved in the writers' room, though. He goes on the Talking Dead. He says, does. Yeah. He says, well, in the beginning the of the season. Dead, yeah. yeah. He says, oh, we we in the writers' room, and it's like, wait a second. So is he really there, or is he not there? I, it's like I can't tell. I don't know. Maybe he's there just for the initial meeting, and then he just bows out for the rest of the season. I don't really know what his involvement is, but it seems like it's definitely less than it has been because of the lawsuit. I get the impression that he was very against and unhappy with the death of Carl. I just from I, I recent think he's, interviews. 
I think he's just got a lot going on. I mean, he's got out. He's got this show. He's got Outcast. Mm, he's got be. the new yeah. Skybound that deal is, that he's working yeah. on. I mean, he's, he's got that he's got new a lot of Amazon came out this week. The Amazon deal he's working on, right? He's got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a variety of things, and as well as you know, lawsuits. I mean, so it's <laughs> it's yeah. it's not it's not unbusy for him. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit upset by certain decisions they've made for that seem pointless. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, when you go against Kirkman, you end up losing your job. Like, uh, what was it? Glenn Mazzara didn't agree with him. He's gone. Gimple kills off Carl. He's kind of, well, he's not gone. He's, like, promoted. So he's out of the way. But, that, <laughs> I mean, that was happening. Before, I mean, like, the Mazzara thing was when, like, like when Kirkman was really involved in the show. I mean, yeah. This is just, right. And he wasn't following well, the comic at all. He was just doing his own thing. Like, he was just, and Kirkman's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. And he got rid of Mazzara pretty quick. That, that <laughs> interview I posted there on our Facebook group, though, they asked him the question there on screen junkies about what does he look for in a showrunner and you he dances very carefully around a lot of things if you read between the lines of what he's saying you can kind of tell he's not been happy with the showrunner as of late as of late that's just the impre- right. yeah that's the impression i got so all right i'll throw this out there because it's kind of random but i got the um the what the robot chicken walking dead special on dvd to review and <laughs> in the and and they have a behind the scenes thing how kirkman and gimple were in the writer's room at robot chicken together writing about walking writing these walking dead skits for him and they're oh. all they seem pretty pally. I mean, about the whole thing. But that was a couple uh, years ago, wasn't it? That wasn't no, recent, that was, no, right? No, it was. It was last year. It was like a, last year. Last whatever. year. Okay. Okay. Wow. Something tells me if 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 the show was really doing something he had a real problem with, he would exert his his influence quite a bit more. I yeah, I would, I'd agree. I have a fe- Yeah, I have a feeling he's not. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I to me, I just think the guy's just. He's just busy. I mean, he's just got a lot going on. I don't even see necessarily the lawsuit really influencing that because that's like cutting off your nose to spite your face, right? Like, right. I yeah, mean, and that's, and that's you lawyers. Know, that's not him directly. Exactly. Directly. I mean, it. yeah. If the show, I mean, if the show doesn't do well, then he's getting he, even he gets less. less right. Money. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this is all just posturing. It, it, like I said, the, the, the whole lawsuit thing just to me is, 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 I've seen it play out on other other shows. I mean, we've seen it play out, you know, many times when uh, when it's it's you know on Fox on uh, you know some of the other channels where the the station that's producing it also happens to own affiliates that they sell the show to, mm-hmm. and they're always accused of short selling it. Always, right? And Kirkman knows how to play the game. Don't fall for that. Oh uh, sure, <laughs> thing of like it's it's them yeah. against me type thing. He knows how to. How to play the crowd? They'll tell you things to make you feel comfortable, or, or whatever, and then they'll say something to make you mad, or whatever. He knows how to do it. Yeah, that's true. He knows how to do it. That's true. He's with that group. Well, All right, guys. Any final thoughts on this episode? Or I gotta get going. Well, you gotta get <laughs> so, going. Okay. Yeah, we gotta wrap this up. Oh, we're gonna wrap it up right now. <laughs> All right. Well, since we talked about it enough, where can our listeners hear us, see us, touch us, feel us, smell us when we're not talking about The Walking Dead? Uh, Aaron, start with you. Well, we can do just a couple of those things. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> mainly, mainly reading and hearing over at um, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. It's the podcast I co-host with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases and a lot more stuff. And you can find my writings over on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Uh, we live entertainment. I'm covering The Walking Dead, as Jim mentioned, as well as Atlanta, which is a show I really like, and I'm happy it's back. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Oh, great yeah. show. Yeah. 
And I will be covering the Americans um, when that comes back on as well. And there might be more about the Americans Russ and I can talk about at some point soon. Um, Maybe. Oh, really? And you can find find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent. Mr. Chub Toad. Well, you can find me with Jim and Daryl and our buddy Jerry on uh, the DC TV podcast. Um, we just put up a new episode uh, covering last week's DC TV. Um, you can find me on the Twitter, Grams, and all other social media at uh, ChubToad01. Okay. And now you're on West Coast time for anyone keeping track, right? So that's good. Yep. Yep. Right. I'm in Seattle where all the zombies have been turned loose. Hashtag <laughs> zombie. All right. Daryl. Uh, you can, uh, if you're on iTunes, uh, you can look up Taylor Network, and uh, that feed has all the different podcasts that are on the network, and we do a lot. Jim is a part of some, and and uh, it's great to have him over here as part of the network. So check those out. If you're going to be in the D.C. area uh, on uh, the end of the month, they have Awesome Con, so you can come out and touch me. I will be there. Nice. Um, I'll let probably, you. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll probably be at uh, J.K. Woodley's Stay away table. from his murder shed. <laughs> well, I'm not bringing the murder shed to D.C. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to touch J.K. Woodward, though, because he bites. Yeah, he bites. <laughs> uh, but you can check me out. At, I'll be probably at J.K. Woodward's table, or uh, I might be uh, walking around with Tom King, uh, or one or the other. Or any other names well, he wants to drop. Yeah, yeah. I was just say, let me yeah. pick up his name you forgot to drop. Star. Central is that what it is, Daryl? Is that what you call it? Oh, there's another one. Aaron says he's always busy, and I'm going to name drop. That's how we're going (laughs) to go. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, you can come check me out at Awesome Con. So great time. (laughs) Sounds awesome, Russ. Uh, hhwld.com where you find this uh, great podcast as well as it's all connected, and then with Mr. Taylor on his network with uh, Gotham by Geeks. Excellent, Mr. Dietz. HHWLOD is the home for the DC TV podcast that Chug, Chuck, uh, Chub Toad alluded to. What is your name again? Chuck? What? <laughs> He's on the Chuck West Coast Chuckles. now. Chuckles. Chuckles. It's, it's, it's been Chuck a long Toad. day. Chuck Toad? Uh, but, yeah. but if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you might like iZombie, and we cover that show on that podcast. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's a very, very good show. And then over the Taylor Network, I'm a part of Nothing's On, which just dropped yesterday, or just dropped today, actually. Well, uh, yesterday, Daryl and right. Daryl and Donnie and I talking movies and TV on a more general basis every week. Uh, there's heavy gigs at Seaside City available there, the radio play slash RPG uh, show I'm working on, and also Paradigm Shift, which is a more traditional like D&D type show. Those are all available at the Taylor Network, a podcast.com, and you can follow me on uh, Yoda Jones on Twitter. And I have to interject uh, just to put a little endorsement behind Jim's heavy gigs in Seaside City. On my drive across country last week, I listened to all published episodes. It's pretty cool, right? And it's it was some of the most fun I've had listening <laughs> to podcasts in a long time. So much so that I'm like, I want to play this game. I mean, it is oh. it is it is fun, and it's a good listen. So do check that out. Absolutely. Well, and if you want to hear my other show, I do. It's called the Auto Chat Show. Uh, AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com, slash Auto Chat Show. Give a like to the page. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, whatever else might creep into our heads at that particular moment. Uh, last car we just reviewed was a 2018 Toyota Camry XSE. Very cool sedan. If you want to hear Ooh. about that one. Next week, we'll be talking about the Mitsubishi Outlander, followed by the Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh, Mazda CX-9 and Toyota Highlander on the wings. So a lot of SUVs lined up. So if you're in the crossover, I should say CUVs, the the kind of th- third row crossover 
market. Stay tuned for the next three or four episodes of Auto Chat. We're going to be dig- digging deep and comparing some yeah. of the, some of the hot models right now for crossovers. Yeah, I like the. Yeah, and uh, actually, Teddy's testing right now. We just got it for the first time. Our first plug-in car. Uh, it's the the Hyundai Ionic we just got. So mm. pretty cool. Oh. It's actually pretty. That we're gonna do that in about a month or so. We'll review that one. But um, it's the first actually plug-in hybrid we've ever reviewed. So it's been kind of interesting. It's not burning any gas. We're just plugging it in. So it's uh, it's kind of fun. I guess the future is here, right? That's. Uh, all that global warming. Yeah, just got to have your extension cord handy, that's all. <laughs> I want me a real car, and I want me a, a McDLT. You want to so go back to the 80s, the right? so I want some yeah. Detroit iron, and I want to go back to DLT, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, is it time for our McDonald's podcast already? We no. Could, we could jump right into that if you like. I mean, they are bringing fresh, not frozen beef. It's coming. Oh. I've heard it. I'm just saying I've heard it. It's coming. That's all right. Let's end the show. Who wants to end it today? When there's no more room in hell in the dead walk of earth, that'll be about the time I eat a damn McDonald's. How about that? <laughs> even, even if they brought back the McDLT? Seriously? You, the, no, seriously. The I dead would, would have no. to walk the earth before you eat, eat, eat some yeah. McDonald's. Yes. The only thing I buy there are happy meals for my kids and only when they cry and scream. <laughs> he, he, may wow. eat the, he may eat the dead before eating McDonald's. Maybe. Wow. Maybe they have a good, they have a good brain burger, or maybe I might. Oh, if you eat a, if you eat a riblet or whatever they call those, the things, McRib probably McRib. is the dead. It probably oh, is the that's dead. That's probably what a zombie outbreak. Oh my god! Actually, the color looks like the viscera that that, that barbecue sauce they use. It kind of looks like the I guts. I want no yeah. part of it. I want no part of that McRib, man. That makes me you know, nauseous every time. The, the McRib, the McRib are the heapsters. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that McRib would be in some Szechuan sauce. That would be. Oh, that would be a tangy God, delight, man. Sauce. How oh many? I got a bunch of packets. I got a few extra laying around, actually. <laughs> oh, I do too. I stashed them just in case, you know, you know, it's the Corn end of days. Well, below enough, dog. Gotta have that sweet Mulan sauce. That's... <laughs> oh my God, you corporate shells! Which corporate <laughs> shells? <laughs> it was pretty good, actually. Everything tastes better in memes. <laughs> All right, take care, you folks. You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool. Stays cool. The new McDLT. Cool crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together, you can't resist. The hottest taste. The coolest dish. Keep it hot, hot. Keep it cool, cool. McDLT. McDLT. Hot, beefy McD. Cool crisp LT. McD. LT. It's a good time. Hot, beefy McD. For the great taste. Cool crisp LT. Of McDonald's. Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. New McD. 